0: This is Powered by Learning, a podcast designed for learning leaders to hear the latest approaches to creating learning experiences that engage learners and achieve improved performance for individuals and organizations.
1: Powered by Learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at davinci.com.
0: Hello and welcome to Powered by Learning. I'm your host, Susan Court. And today I'm joined by DaVinci Learning Experience Director, Jenny Fidulo and our guest, Anthony Amador, Manager Learning Organizational Development at Giant Martins. The Giant Company is a supermarket chain that operates full-scale stores in Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia under the Giant and Martins banners, along with small-scale urban stores under the Giant Heirloom Market banner. Welcome, Anthony.
2: Hey, Anthony. Good to see you. Thanks for joining
3: us. Good morning, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Uh, excited to talk to everybody today.
0: Well, great. Thanks. Let's start out, Anthony, by telling us a little bit about your career in the l and D industry.
3: It's been a great journey. Started out working in a large ice cream company. Got to work all the positions and really cut my teeth with learning and development by redesigning a lot of their programs. From there, I went to economic development and took my knowledge of how a large privately owned company works and did it to attract businesses, U.S. and international, to Pennsylvania. Then did a small stint with teaching in order to use those connections, get students hired, get them prepared for the workforce. And finally comes full circle. And started working with Ahold USA, and now was pulled into the Giant Company with this learning position back to where my passions really lie.
2: Thanks, Anthony. That's a really interesting journey. I always love to connect with learning professionals and hear their story because so many of them don't necessarily start out in the training and development field, but it it really is a journey or a story. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, Tell us a bit about your role at Giant Martins and about the company in general.
3: I'm going to start with the company. You know, I I see it as the really the foundation of our growth ideas. David Javits opened a two man butcher shop in 1923, and then he immediately started innovating the industry by opening a giant food shopping center in 1937. This was a totally new concept at the time as it offer dry and perishable items. And we like to think we're following in his footsteps as we've never really stopped thinking of new ways to innovate for our customers and our team members. Bonus buys, choice rewards, online ordering. You had mentioned urban formats like our heirloom stores in Philly. And more was just for our customers. The role of learning comes in with what we're doing to develop and present standardized and custom workshops for new to role leadership sessions and really a whole new era of personal development where our team members take hold of it themselves. We also administer our LMS system, help the creation of the online content and manage compliance courses. And then we cover everything from analyzing and recommending ways of working, executing various developmental academies. And more recently, we're really moving into the realm of championing change management practices for projects and various initiatives and rollouts. But I think the most exciting development is the launch of our largest learning initiative, which we decided to call Giant University.
2: Sounds exciting! With breadth and depth, you know, a responsibility that you have in your role. Tell me a little bit about the variety of other roles within Giant. From you've got cashiers to customer-facing team members to supervisors, managers, executives. I'm sure. What are some of the training needs they have, and how do you how do they support your company goals?
3: we're really looking to put personal development into the hands of our team members. They're going to get the standardized requirements automatically. Those normal things you need to produce, be effective and successful at your position, You know, identification of high potential for advanced programs. But again, taking that one step forward with GU, because we want team members to feel they have more control over customizing their development. We're going to achieve more and really learn where the needs can be more focused by what they're going after, what they're looking for. So It's a balance of here's the baseline things that you need, but everybody's unique and everybody's individual. Your skill set at a certain position after you get the fundamentals is going to be different. It's tough. You know, over 35,000 people in the organization, we're kind of using that personal touch to really identify where those areas are. So if we see patterns, trends, et cetera, maybe we can institute and create something a little more standard that they get, but help that person advance and grow in their career by giving them the framework for them to target and identify those skills to be successful in their current position, as well as Kind of peeking over the wall to see what they need to do uh, for that for that next move
0: Anthony you mentioned uh, Giant University or GU as you called it Uh, we know our parent company JPL has created some training videos for Giant University talk a little bit about those training videos and how that really pulls into the overall training and the the initiative with Giant University
3: great question and the videos are fantastic we've done a number of different things Beginning of last year, we had our Promises in Action event where we discussed our three team promises. We wanted to teach people about them and give them an activity so they can go and use them and apply them directly. And we did a series of videos with you and we wrapped it into a contest. We had some grand prizes. We had rewards and things given out. And the greatest thing that came out of that was at the end, after people went out and applied the skills we got ideas on innovation from them. Where are their pain points? What was going on? Where do they need help or assistance? So we got to teach them through a really great interactive series of videos. And we also got to hear from them. So it's always a two-way street. They say, uh, two birds, one stone, as you say. We never want to do anything with just a singular result. What can we do to get more from our team members and for our team members. Most recently, we did a series of animated videos, uh, which I'll talk about a little later, I think, to help identify and teach people about our leadership journey matrix, which is a really nice framework that we want our team members to use to help guide their personal development plans.
2: All right. So Over the last few years, it sounds like you've really helped transform learning. You've already given us quite a few examples. What was the catalyst? What was it that made you want to create this or the organization to create this high-impact learning organization?
3: I'll say, I think it's a number of things, but probably competition is a main one. It's ever growing. Technologies are evolving and so The needs and learning styles of our team members are continually growing, changing, adapting. I mean, you go back to the 90s, computer-based training, that was the big rage and everybody wanted to do that. Now, as I call it, the butts in seats, it's not as effective as it used to be. And really in current times, I think retention or we feel retention is as important, if not more than recruitment. So we knew we had to grow our employee value proposition. We wanted to add more reasons and benefits for team members to stay, to kind of avoid that brain drain. Well, we asked how we can do more, how we can reach more team members, have it be more efficient and more exciting. We knew we really just had to evolve to do things differently and make us stand out, to have people want to stay here so they don't feel like they come in and oh, I take this training and then it's done. It's a big blank space moving forward. We wanted to have a continuous journey that kept people engaged throughout their entire career. So what we did was we looked at who's receiving training at what level? And is that training really helping with succession planning? You know, are we building the right people at the right time to prevent that brain drain? You know, just how deep was our bench? With the the move towards becoming a true omni-channel organization, we are constantly growing different areas. And those areas have different new and unique skill sets where we may not have had them before. So we wanted to be able to, to place people with the needed skills and experiences into positions to prevent that gap that would slow down our projects, growth, and overall innovation. I think if more organizations or if most organizations looked at their learning and development offerings, they're going to find it's clustered around certain groups, while others may not be getting as well-rounded of of an experience. And, And I think a reason for this is that the populations that fall outside of some of those focus groups are often larger, need a larger amount and a wider variety of resources, which can be costly, could be difficult, to get that personal level attention that's so critical, I mean, let, let's face it, uh, a lot of training teams just aren't super large and the larger the organization, it, it kind of limits what you're doing. So we took all those items into consideration on how can we change, how can we be different, how can we get more learning to more people in a more effective way?
2: It sounds like, Anthony, you took a typical approach of mapping out the customer life cycle and put it to the you know, mapping out the employee life cycle. And what are those touch points along the way, their journey? What kind of learning development do, do they need? It's a technique that we've used a few times as well, and it's so effective. So part of the training program you do, it certainly involves instructor-led training. Explain how that has evolved.
3: You know, I, I said before, our training team isn't super large. So we had limited facilitation resources, which in turn lessens the variety of courses that you can effectively offer. I'll give you an example. And what really kind of jumped out at me are we had an original leading others program for managers. It was a four-day course. Now we used to offer two sessions, two full sessions across 12 different areas. So just with that, we're spending 96 days for just one program for one specific group. So there is no way you can develop a deep level of offerings to address all the needs of your organization with that type of setup. So the first thing that we decided to do is we needed to be more efficient, but still keep that level of personal interaction. The solution was the development of our learning lab. So we designed a room with, you know, uh, writable walls, electric in the tables, two giant TVs, tracking cameras, directional mics, and this really allowed us to do less classes with more participants and still keep things interactive. We can put 32 people in that room and have an unlimited number of people participating virtually, which lessens the number of sessions we had to do and gives us the opportunity to increase the time we have to do more different necessary trainings that we've identified. So we kind of put it all together and that was, that was step one. Then we looked at the length and composition of our programs. We decided they needed to be shorter, more focused, more interactive, and also broken up so, team members had the ability to go out and apply what they've learned from, again, working in other organizations. You know, you see that most people aren't designed to internalize a ton of info from multiple four to eight hour days. I mean, how much do you really retain? And how much of that retention does someone actually apply? So I think those are two of the main things that continue to evolve and really helped us set the groundwork to set the parameters to change the way we do learning to make it more effective. From other organizations, someone would come, I need, a, I need an eight-hour program. I need a two-day program. I need, I need and well, do you really need that? And to really start to challenge, uh, I like to call it the nice to know versus need to know. How do we get it with the need to know? have that be actionable, give time for knowledge to set in, and then all the need to know stuff starts to develop that excellent journey of things people can come back to and keep that excitement for their learning path during their career.
2: Yeah, Anthony, I'm sure for those listening, that is something that all training professionals face, right? Is the, I need an eight-hour class. I need a four-hour class. Whereas we then have to turn into consultants and say, what do you need the learner, you know, your audience to learn and know? What what is what is critical? Let's start there as opposed to what the time constraint is. You know how how long you
3: need the course to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I challenge them immediately. Why eight hours? Where'd you come up with that number? Oh well, because it's just it's a go-to thing. I need mm-hmm. an eight-hour day. I say, let's focus on the need to know. Let's yep. build it. Let's make it interactive with follow-up application. And then we'll calculate out how much time it is. And you might be surprised. We can maybe do it in two hours, three Mm -hmm. hours. Or if we do need all that, let's not do it in one day. Let's break it up a little bit. So that way you get the knowledge, it sets, and then you build on it.
0: It sounds too, then you're more focused on you know training in the flow of work versus just focusing on on that training uh, event you know more of an experience and integrating it into what they need and when they need it
3: yeah here's what you're going to learn here's how, where it's going to apply now here's your exercise to go out and do it and when we do the follow up they're being held accountable hey Look, let's talk about what you did and how you did it and what the effects were. Oh, it didn't work? Okay, let's go and analyze and take a look at that. So the consecutive trainings aren't just, okay, here's a new skill. That first part is time spent to talk about what they learned previously, questions, answers, review, et cetera.
2: So Anthony, how do you use, whether it's Giant University or what processor or what do you do to make sure team members get the right training when they need it? What is a technique or a process that you're using or that you've built in?
3: I, I think it's a, a, a number of items. What was generated was our leadership journey model, which gives you a base of where am I in my career? and put you on a specific level? What are the needed skills, kind of capabilities that you need to be successful there? And then we cross-section that with five different qualities of people, growth, change, performance, and purpose. And they're good concepts. So we have them defined, but what that allows you to do is to sit down with a mentor coach, et cetera, and say, okay, where are my strengths? What do I need to get that personal aspect? We have set programs at each of those levels, kind of that base knowledge skill that I talked about before that people will go through that's now broken up. But within that, they're going to use the matrix as a guide to identify what their specific skills are. And when they sit down, have those conversations, they'll be able to put those on their plans, And that's where Giant University comes in, which is a central hub and repository that connects all of our learning that's out there, that we give people the resources. They can find what they need simply, easily with recommendations and kind of do it on their own time. You know, I think a lot of times companies look at training as a one size fits all and mm It's not absolutely not that. I think it's really that blend between those two things. That giant university, that hub, covers a number of areas. On demand is one area. So it's everything that connects to external business partners, websites, blogs. We're bringing in a new learning management system that has about 3 million different learnings. You can do skill assessments, and it allows us to connect everything. We'll be able to take those career paths that we developed for those individual levels of our matrix and put them in there so people can see them, take them. It directs you to register for a class. It tells you, okay, do these online learnings and they can do it kind of whenever they want because it's going to be mobile. We've integrated that with our learning lab. Learning lab is the section of all live classes. And we developed a course scheduler. This is where that reach to all of those people we couldn't get to in a year comes in. So we plug in all of our live classes by quarter, the first three quarters of the year, and people can go search by business area or other topic and find a live class they need and one click register, and then they can attend virtually. And we've linked all the materials for it. So linking. The GU mobile with the course scheduler, aligning that with the leadership matrix, really brings everything together and integrates it into one homogenized package. Is that the right Mm -hmm. word? But the learning lab also um, has another area for managers or supervisors. Hey, learning, we have a need for this team, this area, this department. What do you got? Well, With the learning paths that we're creating in our GU mobile for the different levels, it's modular. So you don't have to sit through, you know, if you sat through it all, it'd be three quarters of a day, maybe. But you can pull out, oh, we need these two modules. So they can come in and request specific sections to meet the needs of their team members. So we can just grab and go. And give them exactly what they need as identified by the supervisor. Now, of course, you do the consult with them and, and talk about kind of work through well, what do you mean by communication? You know, what, what exactly is that? But that really helps allow people to self serve and then gives that other outreach to those uh, departments to give them focus on looking for something. Finally, the third pillar of uh, GU is our development programs which we have a host of secondary education business partners. Team members can go in, use our tuition assistance, et cetera, and scholarship programs to get everything from a certificate, associates, you know, BA, BS, graduate degree. And then we have other partnerships with educational institutions where we have designed custom programs for certificates that cover some core skills in a specific area. Again, we don't have time to teach all of those things. Let's let those professionals take care of it. And they can put that towards an advanced degree if they want, but it's one of those items on those pathways that we line up for the matrix that automatically kind of come down. Hey, look, here's this big path of these recommendations. Here's all these classes you should take. Here's some online learnings, et cetera. I and mean, if you're interested, hey, here's some of these other educational programs that maybe you want to jump in and take as well.
2: So Anthony, tell me, you know, for every for everyone listening right now, you know, there might be some in the same situation where they're ready to begin the journey of transformation within their company. What's the one piece of advice you could give those learning leaders who, who might be in the situation you were a few years ago or when you started this?
3: I have to go to Socrates. I think he said it best with know thyself. How well do you know the structure of your learning initiatives? Are your programs clustered on certain areas? Are they info dumps? Are you providing an ongoing journey that keeps people excited and involved? Is it manageable bites? Are you giving them something to look forward to? The more you can understand your current structure and why you're doing that, you can evaluate if it's effective. And if not, don't be afraid to start kicking over rocks. Don't take no for an answer. Don't you say, oh, that's the way we've always done it. No. If you have to say that, then it's probably time for a change, time to update, try all these new things. And I think you'll see, like we have, a more engaged set of team members, people coming to us for learning because... They've said, oh, that was what I needed. It didn't waste my time. It was spot on. I got to apply it. I get to share my ideas. So to make it interactive as well, know thyself. Once you understand how your learning is developed and what the needs are, then you can start to put the pieces together little by little, but map it out, make that frame. What those ultimate things that you want to achieve with your team members. We said we want to retain we want to increase the employee value proposition. And that was kind of our looking at the the horizon there uh, in mm-hmm. order to follow it. And that was our our guiding light.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a great piece of advice. I know we work with clients we, we have coined or we use is, you know, exploring their learning ecosystem. So we look, we explore with them what look internal, look look at yourself. What is your organization structure? Where, how is learning viewed? You know, what are the needs of the learner? Who is your learner? So that, that really is important and a great piece of advice. So thank you. Sounds like a lot
0: of exciting things ahead for the giant company. And I love the focus on learning and the focus on the learner and the learner experience. It sounds like you're really, really dedicated to that. And we look forward to hearing more about what's in store for your efforts. So thanks for joining us today, Anthony.
2: Yeah, thank you, Anthony, and good luck on the on the full rollout. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
3: Thanks. Well, thank you very much. It was exciting to come out and talk, and I enjoyed this very, very much to get to share all the great things we're doing for our team members.
0: Jenny, lots of exciting things going on in learning and development at Giant. What are some of your takeaways from the interview with Anthony?
2: Yeah, agreed, Susan. So what I took away was... I think Anthony summarized it at the end in in the three pillars but really it was you know the the crux of of the whole conversation but the three pillars they built in their transformation of the learning function was first that journey model that he talked about and the matrix. So it's really assessing each individual to determine what level they're at and what skills that they're going to need to get to the next level. Then that second pillar were the learning labs, the classes that they built within Giant University. And then finally, The development programs, which is more career oriented, the next job, you know, what are we preparing for in the future? So it was secondary education, tuition, reimbursement programs, things like that. So it really, having those three pillars really laid that framework and the foundation for them to create the entire program. It does really sound like a holistic
0: approach they're taking, and I think they're going to have great success with it. What's new at DaVinci? What are you working on?
2: We just kicked off a project with a Fortune 500 company that's an American producer and marketer of beer, wine, and spirits. And this project actually, I, I think I can equate to the discussion we just had with Anthony. And I'd say that you know we're working with them to shape the framework, the foundation for their overall learning plan. And this plan, similar to Giant's journey model, is going to shape and inform their course curriculum. And then at the same time, we're also working with them to build learning labs, which connects to Giant's second pillar, what Anthony talked about And these learning labs are instructor-led and are going to be delivered either synchronously or asynchronously. And then finally, we're also creating semi-learning modules using a mix of Articulate RISE or 360, depending on the content. So there's definitely that hook with what Anthony said. So we're excited uh, to work on this project.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing more about it. Thanks, Jenny. You're welcome. And, And many thanks to Anthony Amador of Giant Martins for joining us today. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, you can reach out to us on DaVinci's social channels through our website, davinci.com, or by emailing us at poweredbylearning at davinci.com.
1: Powered by Learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at davinci.com.